Pints and Pies Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Pies Podcast. Tights and Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves, bringing you songs at a frequency only I can hear. The talk says, I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the Rightning Bolt, Lindsay Kelk. I take offense at it this week because my writing is going mm. so slowly. So slowly, this feels like a personal insult. It's like Julian <laughs> saw into my house and was like, I know what will be funny. Plus, Lightning Bolt, Lightning Bolt necklace, Vanderpump rules. Getting my DMs, people. I won't mention it again the whole episode. I will not mention Vanderpump Rules again the whole episode. But Don't if you lie know, to me. you know. Lightning bolt necklace. Ooh. Don't lie to me. Don't just stand in your... Uh, I, I don't want to say stand in your power because I don't want that to be your it's power. It's not but power, is it? It's filth. <laughs> stand in your own You stand filth. in your filth. <laughs> like you stand in that shit. filth. <laughs> don't pretend. Don't pretend. <laughs> don't be like Tony Khan saying, it's the last trip, bathroom trip, I swear. Don't lie to me. <laughs> We both know it's a lie. We both know that it's a big lie. And also, there's something on your upper lip. Like Tony, I will just do my best. If I had that much money, I would definitely get a hairbrush. Danielle is not here this week because uh, she had an oopsie. Resulted in her in her. That's a technical term. That is a medical term. She went in and said, "I've had an oopsie." She broke her arm. Oh, Danielle! But like, broke, broke it. That shit's broke. And now she's on Vicodin, and we don't need that in here. We can't have that Vicodin energy <laughs> in here. We need her Vicodin to heal and rest. In an evening. We expect her back next week with a cast that she will wear for way too long and use as a weapon during matches. She's really got to recover. We're in mania season. Like, this is a real mm-hmm. issue to have such a serious injury this close to mania. Like, this could potentially... Yeah take her out of Foxelmania. No way. I, I'm said potentially, which is why she's not here, because the important thing is not whether or not she can be here tonight. It's whether or not she can show up to the show of shows, the greatest stage of all. Can I do a Danielle impression right now? Please do. Uh, look, there's a lot you can do with one arm. <laughs> there it is. Aww, she'd love that. It's endearing. I know. She would love it. She would love it. <laughs> so WWE is already making their plans for after WrestleMania, which of course is Backlash, which will be hosted by Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico's largest indoor venue. And Julian's already started. I what I, lo- I love watching Julian in our text thread as he's like, nope, I'm convinced of it now. Here's what's going to happen. Roman's going to retain so that he can beat Pedro Morales' all-time record for holding the WWE title, which I think extent. I think the actual t- the actual record is like eight or nine years i don't know if it's pedro that if it is pedro that has it that's fine i'm pretty sure somebody in the early 70s i think san martino maybe had it longer i think pedro's third on the list yeah. so this would move roman into the most conceivable one that he can't go. for 10 years caddy caddy i don't know maybe so he tops pedro morales and then heads to puerto rico to crow about it is the idea and then I guess Bad Bunny challenges him. Why not? And Bad Bunny wins. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Bad Bunny sure, takes sure. both belts over to Calabasas where he's hanging out with the Kardashians. He invites Hal over. It's, it's a great time. And then I can have the belts. Yeah. I've held yeah, those belts go. already. Oh, Thank you. So I've already jealous. held them. I held the TV belts. I don't know if I took pictures. It's a bad thing. It I definitely sh- happened. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Picks and Fights. <laughs> then my new Instagram account. Where I 
actually start taking pictures in public. You know, I tried to do a picture a day, uh, but that was the beginning of 2020. And see where that got us? I decided I would stop doing it for the good of humanity. You're all welcome. I also started journaling again daily in 2020 and uh, just decided against it. Decided those weren't times that needed to be remembered. So I wished really hard that I could work from home every single day. God damn you, Julian. God damn you. (laughs) But hey, you know what the great news is? COVID's not around anymore. Nobody's getting sick anymore. <laughs> it's definitely not spreading. Nobody needs to look at wastewater data or anything like that. It's totally cool. So congratulations. We did it. We're on top. <laughs> but this is this is nothing new. I mean, it's a big deal that they're going to be doing in Puerto Rico. Of course, a big deal to get. I was going to say Big Bunny. I Benito, forgot his name for a second. Bad Benito. Bunny. Big Bad Bunny. Benito. Big Bad Bunny Benito. Big Bad Bunny. Uh, that should be a big. It should be a fun big event. I like that they're going... I don't can't remember the last time they did a a premium event there. Maybe never, or a very uh, very long time ago. Years and years ago, yeah, a really really long time ago. It's Bad Bunny said he did not get to attend it uh, way back. I think it might have been in two thousand. Okay, I think it was a when while he was ago. a sweet baby. No, it yeah. is exciting, and it's always been such an important territory for wrestling. Like this feels mm-hmm. like a really good positive thing. From my perspective, tell me if I'm wrong, friends. Tell me if I'm wrong. I know you will. I'm just hopeful it means sure. he's going to pop up at Mania too, because that means I get more Benito. I am a happy girly. You have Bad Bunny show up. Maybe Big Bunny shows up as well as Bodyguard. <laughs> who knows who's going to be there? What about Bugs Bunny? Bugs Bunny will all say, eh, what's up, Doc? He's going to just come and tunnel through. <laughs> I'd like all the bunnies. I'd like, I'd like Roger Rabbit. Uh, I'd like the Easter bunny. It's very close to Easter. He'll be coming off. Sure. Uh, oh, no, yeah. pr- ramping up. Sorry, it's the week before Easter. So mm-hmm. I, I really feel like we could have a full bunny moment. Maybe a bunny battle royal. I don't know, but not involving the female wrestlers. Like just, just rabbits, just actual rabbits. Mm-hmm. Sure. The Playboy bunny will show up in the smoking jacket. Yeah, that's cool. Like the ver- like the drawing, the person, not like the logo, but the personification they used to do. Yeah. Where it was like a human rabbit that was kind of creepy. You know, that's all in the future. We could sit here and speculate all day, but we're not a speculation podcast. Yes, we're we are. a wrestling podcast. And there was wrestling recently. AEW Revolution has happened. Lindsay, did you watch? I forgot it was on. And that's uh-huh. not, this isn't me shitting on AEW. Like, I genuinely have been extremely yes. busy and I weekends yes. mean nothing to me anymore. And I just didn't know it was mm-hmm. happening. But, yeah. like, I am someone who is terminally online and mm-hmm. it just, it just passed me by. I remember going on Twitter and I was like, why is Daniel Bryan trending on a Sunday night? Is there a tote Steve's? And it, it was not. It was because he was working, working like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see it live. I did get a chance to catch up on a few of the matches. I do enjoy that all the people that said they wanted to leave, but Tony wouldn't let them out of their contract, have to be either given or promised belts. That's how we're doing it. It's like Alistair Black. Please don't go. I'm not going to let you, but would you like yeah. a trio's belt? Like, sure. Trio's belts, yeah. Sure. We only just put them back on the Elite, but okay. Oh, look, it's FTR who were just two seconds ago shitting on me on a podcast. Let's put them in the title picture for the tags. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. And, you know, I know to an extent that's how this thing goes, but it's funny over there where there are 18,000 belts. And the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And then Wardlow beat somebody for something. He beat Joe. He beat Samoa Joe. For the TNT title. Samoa Joe. Yeah. For the TNT, TNT. title. That's right. 
I never like to see Joe lose, so that that's a problem for me. But you know, I Wardlow's going to be on the on the reality show apparently. So mm-hmm. and until they make a reality show belt, I assume there will be a reality show belt which they will award at the end of every episode. Um, yeah. the, we'll, see. well, the reality show said it was going to quit unless it got more people with belts on it. So Fair. they gave Wardlow a belt, but not women, to appear on the but show, but not more yeah, women. Yeah. No. So the women's match was was Jamie Hayter, Soraya, and one other person. I don't remember who. Um, Ruby. Ruby Soho. And Ruby Soho. Jamie Hayter won. And she's super over. And that was the extent of the women's involvement in that show. Is that correct? Or was there another women's match? I don't remember. No, there wasn't. You know, okay. I I, I, I want to say something that I put. Where's my Julian loves to share. <laughs> okay, this is not. I don't want to blow up our pro, our private chat, but he posted the picture of like the it's Women's Month that AEW did with with their supremely talented women's division. And my response to that was, this poster should be on the back of a carton of milk because <laughs> it was funny. That was very funny. Where are these? Where are these women? No, I know it's I'm, devastating. I'm not, I don't want to go to YouTube to watch. Like it just it blows my mind, and I I'm. Very. If if you think AEW is the greatest promotion you've ever seen, guess what? You're right. If you love everything you see each week, you're right. If you if you don't like it, and it's the worst thing you've ever seen. You're also right. Opinions are assholes. We all have them, and a lot of them stink. But I will say, I am blown away that the things that that at the beginning I was like, I really want to get into this. I want to find a way in. And here we are, almost four years later. And the same problems are spiking up from, you know, anything that was supposed to be different really isn't different. It's just a patchwork of things that 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 are popular in other places that they've brought in. And that's 100% fine. And, you know, if you enjoy that, that is great. But it's very frustrating for someone who tried, who legitimately did try to get into it and wanted to, like... I want to give this a chance. I think competition is a good thing. I think it makes everything a rising tide floats all boats. But it, it just it blows me away, and I just reached a point where I had to to stop, even though there are things and people on the show that I like. It's just I can't. No, I, I know. can't do and it anymore. It's know, too frustrating. I, I did feel it's been a minute since we uh, did the greatest segment of every wrestling podcast of all time, but. And people sure. do ask me if we'll bring it back, and my answer is always no, <laughs> because I have enough things in my life that make me sad. Um, right. But you know, we 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 all wanted this. We all bought into the thing, and it's been a minute since we reiterated why why I personally feel the way I do about AEW, and I actually really felt that Cody crystallized it really well in that podcast that he did, where he talked about what AEW was when it started versus what it is now uh, in reference to the CM Punk. He wasn't going in on AEW. He was just saying how, you know, it started out as one thing and now that CM Punk moment made it feel like something else. I 100% love that people love it. I love that it exists. I love everyone's drawing a paycheck. My life is richer for AEW existing, whether I watch AEW or not, because it makes wrestling better. But there is part of me that just genuinely is sad for what AEW could have been because I don't know if we get another chance at putting a show on TV that ticks all of those boxes. Well, it doesn't appear that this show is going anywhere, but here's the question that keeps rattling around in my brain. Has this show already reached a critical mass? Can it really get 
any bigger or have they like their audience is their audience and they're a good size audience and they will continue to be the audience i never want to say never on anything because especially with wrestling you just don't know you don't know who's going to walk through what door on what day with the secret sauce that you weren't expecting but from what i've seen and from what i've read and what i've heard and what i've watched from all different, not just from what's on TV, but from podcasts, from YouTube shows, from interviews. I don't know how they are looking to change. And I think to grow, you have to change. I, th- I don't think you yeah. can stay exactly as you are and expect growth. Um, you can expect to stay steady. You can expect loyalty but I don't know how you move up to that next level without the next big thing. And I don't see how they're developing talent. Uh, This was an an interview with Daniel Bryan recently where he was talking about Jade and how she has everything, but she's only wrestling maybe twice a week. A month. A month, sorry, except for in-ring work because she's just not getting it. So Mm -hmm. she's not getting the opportunity to work how does she grow and if that's how they are treating all if that's how they're treating jade someone with everything like how are they treating their up-and-coming talent and how are they gonna grow a john cena how are they gonna grow and maybe they they might tell me they don't want a john cena they might they might tell me they don't want a roman reigns Mm -mm. but they want that spotlight they want that growth they are a business they want money they want advertisers so I don't know. I don't see how right now. And maybe they are happy where they're at. Julian, uh, what did you want to chime in with? So I decided that I was going to watch some Ring of Honor. It was their first, uh, for, for Tony's first version of ROH. Like it was mm-hmm. uh, not a huge deal was made about it, but they've been mentioning it a bunch. And I honestly felt like I was in the twilight zone of of Tony Khan booking because it just felt like so many of the things that we have criticized Dynamite for were addressed here. You know, we had two women's matches, which I think featured a total of one, two, three, four, five, six women. Because uh, it was one was a tag, one was a tag team, and the other one was a one on one match. So I was, I was like, oh my gosh, wow, look at that! Like it's just like like it was nothing. They didn't even make a huge deal out of it. It was just there, and then. Every single new face that was coming out, it wasn't like just a parade of people just coming out. They would do 30-second interview a lot of the times. they just have somebody talk to the interviewer for a minute. Or they'd do like a quick 30-second vignette about who they were and why they were. Like, this person's been wrestling on AEW Dark, and they're finally excited to come here with their high-flying style to, to Ring of Honor and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, well, okay, I already know something about who this person is. I can't wait to see this match now. So it was... I feel like maybe the answer is that... They're just cobbling things together in order to pop a rating on Dynamite that when you actually get away from that, the booking just feels so much more, it feels so much better. It felt like I was watching old school NXT, like 2014 NXT, with just nice, solid, uh, logical wrestling decisions that were just like, just so great to see. I could not believe what I was watching. I don't know if I'll pay $10 a month for it, but I do think everybody who does pay for it will get a very good wrestling show. Happy for those people. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's very frustrating to hear that because that is what I've asked for since 2019 instead of this like swinging dick energy of like, you know who we are, you know us, we're these people from this place. And yeah, I knew who a number of people were. I knew them by name, if not by 
having seen their work before. But still, this is like a whole, you have to educate your audience or else you are limiting your audience. And I think that for someone who maybe is not the best business mind, but is a huge fan of wrestling, maybe that's enough. Is I want all the people who like what I like to like this. And I'm gambling that there are enough of them I can keep this going. That is a horrendous business decision. You have to figure out how to grow outside of your comfort zone as a business in order to succeed. And in, and in this economy, <laughs> the, you yeah. know, that's not going to last the way, you know, we can't. But hey, look, the, the, the here's what the listeners had to say about Revolution. Uh, everyone seemed to agree that the match quality was really good. Of course, MJF uh, winning his Iron Man match against Daniel Bryan in a style reminiscent of Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart as it goes to overtime. Everyone has a lot to say regarding the booking and characters. So we have Steven on Facebook who says the Iron Man match heavily reminded me of the street fight at the 2000 Royal Rumble, of course, between Cactus Jack and Triple H. If MJF does end up sticking as a main eventer, this is going to be one of the early touchstones for things that made him. Maxwell Jacob Friedman has done what many thought was impossible. He outlasted the American Dragon Brian Danielson in a 60-minute Ironman match to retain the AEW World Championship. And I'll tell you, as a retired wrestler, I tip my cap to the challenger, Danielson. Amazing outing. Congratulations to Max. Allison on Facebook says, My only thought was, I don't have the proper constitution for hardcore wrestling. Watched most of the Texas Deathmatch from the kitchen with my husband providing vague commentary. Wrestled that, yeah. that fork out of the hands of John Moxley and Moxley trapped him in the triangle. Brian with him up right there. Hangman trapped in the triangle. And Moxley pin crushing it. That is graphic. John says that he doesn't totally understand face-heel booking in AEW after the women's match. He speculates that in AEW, there are no faces in the upper card anymore, just heels we cheer and heels we boo. I don't know why I have to say this happened while I was in the shower, but these are the thoughts I have. I'm in the shower and I'm like, ugh, is Cody going to bleed at WrestleMania? I really I really hope not. He might not I have any choice. It may spontaneously just, his, fore, his forehead may just spontaneously pop open. Like, I, there's dude. just no guarantee that he won't. Um, it, you know, it's just, it's it's in him. <laughs> like, literally. Um, it, it's like stigmata for, for wrestling. It's just yeah. gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the, the fashion of the Cody Rhodes. Thank you. Thank you for that, Julian. We're gonna spend the rest of the show talking about WrestleMania. The card for both nights of the show seems to be set. Most of the matches had some time invested in them this week. Here are the matches we know of at the moment. Austin Theory will defend the U.S. title against a returning John Cena. Gunther will defend the IC title, probably against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, although we did have L.A. Knight and New Day involved. L.A. Knight got a huge and Kevin. pop. Don't forget, Kevin was there, and too. Kevin was there, too. But the pop that L.A. Knight got? Yeah. Let me talk to you. Somebody talking about the Intercontinental title, then you get to be talking about L.A. Knight. Yeah. 
This dude's just over. The dude is over. All he's done is lose. <laughs> yeah, but he also <laughs> says, let me talk to you. And yeah. yeah. And people really enjoy yep. that. Because once we are wrestling fans, we are simple creatures. He's going to say a thing. We know he's going to say it. And we love that. <laughs> That's our thing. And they also, they do the LA night with him too. The LA night. Yeah. I mean, he's dude, smart. this dude is, I'm sorry, this guy is a star. The dude's just a star. Like, he gets it. He's great. he looks insane. You forget, because you're so busy concentrating on what he's saying. I forget to look at his body. His body is insane from wrestling perspective. Like, he is, like, he's like an action figure wrestling dolly come to life. It's nuts. I know the conventional wisdom is Gunther should keep it and lose it in a one-on-one match. And I, I get that. There's a part of me that really wants to see... LA night, like I want to see like a six man. Was it six of them? Right, I think it's six of them. It's enough people to have a six man ladder match for the IC title. Oh, that it's would not be something fun. they've done for a while. And if LA Knight snuck a victory in there, it is in I, LA. You know, <laughs> Just I, yeah, saying. I, I wouldn't hate it. I really wouldn't hate it. Although Gunther's had a great run, he Amazing. also was great on the mic. Like just that whole setup. Was so good. Yeah. So we don't know. The IC title is still, still, uh, there are a lot of people who seem to have their hands in the cookie jar right now. We're going to see how they my all figure out. My gut says Seamus. Like, my gut says Seamus because of, I, he's never had it. Yeah. He's never had it. I he should have gotten it. Well, I thought they were going to give it him the last time he wrestled Gunther. Like, remember that? Him and Gunther had the absolute yeah. fucking killer last year. My gut says this is the the thank you for that. I think they're going to do a six-person match, and I think they're going to make him wait. Oh, but maybe not. I could be wrong. He's not getting any younger this, hell. He's not getting that, any I younger. I know, but that ma- he's still putting tan. out banger after banger after banger That's after true. banger. That's true. And also great on Instagram. You don't have six guys come out saying they want the Intercontinental title and then just have one of them at WrestleMania. I would that love just a, feels a, weird. a ladder match. Love a ladder match. You know I love a ladder match. I enjoy I it. It means people at Home Depot make a paycheck. You know, I'm, I'm always yep. happy about it. And I don't think... We've announced another one, right? Although I would love <laughs> to see the women's three-on-three be a ladder match. That would be fun. Don't do that to Lita. You're talking about damage control yes. versus Trish, yes. Lita, and Lita Becky. Lita wants to do it. Lita wants champs. to do it. I would enjoy no, that. No, she doesn't. She just wants to <laughs> just wants to do yoga and hang out with her dog that's and make Trish. music. You're thinking of Trish. No, that's Lita. I hung out with her dog. Oh, I I've seen the dog. dog. I've seen the dog. I know Trish does the yoga. Very sweet Has dog. the gym. I think there's room to make that a shenanigans match of some kind. Sure. Be fun. You, yes. Maybe tables. Maybe tables. If not a ladder, maybe a table. We had Asuka versus Bianca Belair. And I watched the Bianca Belair match against Carmella. Did it feel like she was phoning it in? A smidge. I hate to say it because you know I love her, but I think we've been talking about this for a long time. It's it's time. There's so there's just too many hot storylines, like scotch mm-hmm. and red hot touch them and you'll burn yourself storylines. Bianca is getting lost in that mix. And I don't think it's any fault of her own. I just think her storyline has run its course. I think this character, this version of her has run its course. It mm-hmm. is time to mix something up. Uh, and it's time... It's time to do it in a big way because this match, Oscar, it should be amazing. We have this yeah. brand new, again, red hot version of Oscar, and it stands yep. a risk of getting swallowed up and disappearing in this card. 
and uh, I'm, a- I'm afraid I can't allow it. I'm afraid I could not have that uh, on International Women's Day, as we record. Um, I'm very sorry, but I cannot have a title match with two women of colour, with a woman from Japan and a black American woman getting fucking swallowed up because... There's a lot of bants going on everywhere else. Charlotte will be taking on Mommy. Mommy looking strong, heading into Mania. By the way, I was going to put this over, but I'll just mention it here because there's something else. I want to put over another specific moment. Dominic spitting on the mask while he's he's in a headlock. So good. The character work is fantastic. And I give a lot of credit to Rhea because she's so invested in her character and so comfortable in it. Yeah. And I think that that is starting to uh, wear off on him. Also, it's fun to see Legato del Fantasma on TV. They're they're really, really fun and really good. And I don't remember ever seeing them as faces, but it works. Yeah, like, it's really it, smart. It, that energy is still there. It's so clever to use uh, Santos Escobar to separate Dom and Ray for a hot minute because yes. it still means something. Like, Santos Escobar still mm-hmm. fucking means something to both to us and as a legacy luchador. Like... It is still yeah. huge, and there's still room to play with it for another couple of weeks to keep. I don't think Dom and Ray should like you know touch each other before Mania. I, I really think it should be. I'm going to teach you a lesson, and I'm going to do it at WrestleMania. And then we're like, yay! Uh, and that's the first time I want to see him slap the taste out of his son's mouth. And the longer they delay it, the better. Yeah. Even if they the first time he hits him is when they're in the ring together, yeah. like. Uh, totally fine with it. That's I, I don't think we should do it before then. I really don't. Yes, I agree. We have Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Sure. Brock, Brock wants an easy five minutes. Brock is not going to work for more than five minutes. He will take his million dollars. I wouldn't, plus, I wouldn't if I was him. I am not doing, like, he's not doing a fucking Bray match. That's silly. That would take so long. He is not doing Bray. Uh, you know, there was rumors of him and Gunther, which I thought would, would have been incredible. I think they would have an absolutely brilliant match. Mm. But mm-hmm. when I think about that, I think it needs to be not for a belt. And because yeah. Gunther's still carrying the belt. Uh, yeah, that, that should be a step up for Gunther. Right, because Brock can't win that belt. Um, Maybe SummerSlam? Um, I would totally take Gunther Brock SummerSlam. 100%. I just think that that's going to be, it's not even going to be big boy season. It's going to be like, brick shithouse boy season and i'm i'm very into it very here for it here's a question for you i'll 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 set up the context as i was oh, taught by the great do. jesse thorne to not just ask a question so bray wyatt goes into the firefly funhouse stuff back in like 2020 sure. it runs its course and we go like there's nowhere else to go with this character there's literally nowhere else to go so when when he is cut it sucks because, hey, you want people to work, but also you understand it's because the character had nowhere to go. Then Triple H takes over. We get this teased return of Bray Wyatt. Everybody's so excited. He comes back. He's got the lantern again, doing the older version of Bray Wyatt, which was more compelling. There was a supernatural uh, aspect to it, mm-hmm. but it was more like just a cryptic, weird guy playing mind games. N- now, here we are. We're we're back with we got Uncle Howdy, aka his actual brother. Like we all know it's Bo. We know it's you, Bo. You look great. <laughs> Mazel Tov on the work. We love it. I hope you're all hanging out together. It's it's nice to have the family back together under under one roof, but it it is progressing. Like I like stories that take their time. 
but I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done with it right now. And I don't, there's no, like, why, why do I want to see Bobby Lashley, who I think has had a really good year, why do I want to see him fight a character who, like, I don't understand what's going on and I'm not intrigued to find out. I think from a technical storytelling point, as as a writer, as a storyteller yeah. by trade, mm-hmm. um, the technical term of what is happening here is they've shit the bed. They had something genuinely compelling and exciting and and I every week I couldn't wait to tune in. Every week I couldn't wait to see what it was going to be. It was spooky as fuck. They had me following rabbits around the internet. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's giving me like lost season one online game vibes. Like this is so exciting. I feel so wrapped up in this. I can't wait to see where it's going to go. And then they said, well, it's just going back to where it was, actually. And um, those people we saw still around the ring, not really sure what we're doing with that. But they're around in case we need them. Uh, yeah, and Uncle Howdy's a thing. But, like, who is he? What is he? Why is he there? I, I don't know. Um, it just reeks of them not, no, not having a plan. We're in Game of Thrones Season 8 territory, friends. Like, I hate to tell you. Mm. You know, I know it happened a long time ago. And there was a lot that happened after that point, including him winning winning the world title. But do you think his loss to John Cena at WrestleMania sort of killed that character? Absolutely. 100%. And that was the WrestleMania 30 when I was there. And it was that the vibe in the stadium when he came out and they had the band playing and he came out. It was just it was genuinely like very unsettling, but in the best way. Also, because we all wanted to see John Cena lose. It was the following night that the John Cena sucks chant starts like. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, we were, it, that was peak, we all hate you, John Cena. Like, it, it was a very exciting moment for us that we're like, we're finally going to get to see him lose at WrestleMania against this guy that we're all super into. And then they just said, nah, it's okay. Let's have him win. He can lose tomorrow. And it was super disappointing. Undoubtedly, there is a connection with the audience there. Absolutely. Like, he, he has, has a, a connection. great connection yeah. with the people, seems to enjoy what he's doing. And I and I think that's great, but I do remember that specific moment going like, "Oh, this is just Hogan in the '80s," because Hogan in the '80s was build up a bad guy, have him beat everybody, and then it seems like Hogan can't beat the odds. He beats the odds yeah. over and over again. Break his rib, you know. He's got he's got injured ribs wrestling King Kong Bundy in a cage at WrestleMania two. He figures out how to beat him, and and at that time, because we either didn't know or didn't care to think about whether or not it was predetermined mm-hmm. you were pulled into the drama of like oh my god what does it mean what does it mean to me at nine years old if hogan loses yeah because he's this big hero but you know you're not thinking at the time oh they're just building up a series of monsters whether it's whether it's him whether it was the undertaker mm-hmm. you know like everybody it just felt like every monster was built to be slayed yeah and it's a tried and true thing but that character felt so special yes and we were so far beyond that era that you just thought like maybe it's going to be different this time it's way more compelling what the story implications are of him winning than him losing yeah. at that time but but alas, sliding doors. And we can still see people losing all the time and being over uh, Gable, who won this week. But like, Chad That's Gable right. has lost every fucking match for like the last six months and we love him for it. Judgment Day, I have observed their win-loss record. It's not great. <laughs> But they're still yeah, Finn super Balor lost powerful this week. and super, you know, they're like super intense. But 100%. that Bray Wyatt, that version of Bray Wyatt, like, and the Wyatt family, I think it just fundamentally did something 
to to cheapen it and weaken it. They didn't pull it off, and it makes me sad. And then it makes me Rusev too less now. Yeah, Rusev happened to Rusev the next year. Rusev Day, poor Rusev. He had a tank. <sighs> the boy had a tank. He did for a brief shining moment. He had a tank. Gorgeous. And now Shotzi thing. gets a little tank. Yeah. The tanks are getting smaller. Soon it will just be sexism. On International Women's Day, I will not have, I will not stand for this misogyny. Get the woman right. a full-size tank. Yes. Get the woman a full-size That's right. tank. Just for one day. If you have any thoughts on WrestleMania or the last few weeks of wrestling, you can tell us about them on all the socials via the links in the show notes. When we come back, the main events of two nights of WrestleMania. That's up next on Tights and Tights. Hey, you look good today. And you know what would make you look even better? A brand new t-shirt from Tights and Fights. That's right. Our new shirt inspired by WrestleMania Goes Hollywood is available now at MaxFunStore.com. It comes in a variety of sizes and colors and is available as a tank top, t-shirt, or a tri-blend t-shirt. And the best part is, if you order soon, it'll be here in time for WrestleMania. Or Ice Cream Christmas, if you prefer. That's MaxFunStore.com, and just search for Tights and Fights. Where am I? On Maximum Fun. What do you want? A podcast miniseries about The Prisoner. Whose side are you on? That would be telling, but okay, I'm on my own side. It's one of my favorite ever TV shows. We want a podcast on it. A Prisoner podcast. You won't get it. By hook or by crook, we will. Who are you? I'm Elliot Kalin. Who is number one? Jesse Thorne. But you are John Hodgman. I am not a prisoner podcaster. I am a free man. <laughs> are you okay? Elliot, are you all right? Okay, I'll watch it. All four episodes of Bee Potting You are out now. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. This week we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to... Oh! Anal bleeding. What? Whoa! Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! WWE I love Kate. On a hard fart victory. Live, pal. What? The Bloodline story is now so big that it cannot possibly be contained to a single night of WrestleMania. It's shaping up to be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens reuniting to beat the Usos for the tag titles, while Cody Rhodes tries to finish his story against Roman Reigns. Let's start with two dudes. Cody and Roman finally met face-to-face in a promo on SmackDown. The goalposts have continuously moved, and I continuously punch it through the uprights. So for everybody else, Roman Reigns might be impossible. Just not for me. So they, they've been building this and and building it, and it's it's a challenge because Sammy exists. And Sammy is still on Roman's mind. Roman is is vexed by Sammy, as they would say in Shakespeare. However, that I thought that segment on Friday was so good. For me, what I want to see is Cody get 
dog walked around the ring for 20 minutes and then pinned one, two, three. How did you feel coming off of that segment, Lindsay? I had feelings. Uh, mostly mm. it was kiss. I mean, that was my, my, my main question. Yeah, you wanted them like, to kiss. kiss. Sure, sure. I mean, I've only seen people be this stressed out by each other for one reason, you know? <laughs> it's, I write mm. romance novels. I thought Roman was exceptional. I thought his work here was exceptional. Um, mm-hmm. His command now, the way he commands... We talked so much about this over the last few weeks, but the way he commands the audience, the way he holds the arena, the way he is just so composed... It's nuts. It's supernatural powers. Like, I I don't know how you... I don't think you can teach it. I think you have to have been through everything he's been through um, and come out the other side to be able to do this. My complaint with it, if there were such a thing, I Mm -hmm. didn't like and don't like Cody's reaction. Because it's not just a dream, it's not just an urge, or a want, or a desire, or some story that needs to be finished. This becomes a necessity. You say I don't exist, I have to exist, and the only way that I can exist is by beating you at Wrestlemania. So when Roman says... I was your dad's favorite and you weren't. For me, it's stronger, at least in the first instance, for Cody to say, fuck you, that's my fucking dad. But instead, Cody's immediate response was just like, oh my God, you're right, you're right. I, You were his favorite. I have to do this. And he just doubled down on the same flavor that we've heard now for like a month and a bit. Um, So I would have loved... A, a fuck you Roman which I got from the audience which was fun but I really would have loved Cody to push back a little bit more and I actually I, I disagree with you here's why I love having this conversation I love this I love pulling apart the minutia of things because it means there's minutia to pull apart and the little things matter the the early promos where, where it was Cody and Heyman was a lot about him being immune to the mind games of the bloodline right like I'm not going to fall for it You want me to do X, but I'm not going to do X. This was like his first major test of that. Because he's not really being tested in that way by Paul Heyman. No. So now he's face to face with this guy who's saying all the same things, but turning the dagger even more, making it more personal. Now you're hearing it directly from the horse's mouth. And while he is able to resist the... Temptation to say fuck you or to throw himself at him and start slugging him. Just as much as as Roman is about, like, you're not a threat to me. And then when you see him walk away, you can see in his face that the guy is a threat to him. Cody's not immune. He's not immune to this. All the interviews about his dad, all the times he's cried mentioning his father because he was so close to him. And because that approval meant so much to him. For me personally... Like you say, he resisted the mind games of Heyman, that it just doesn't make sense to me that he just rolled over for it for Roman. I just would love, I would love for them just to still both take one more week of Cody saying, fuck you, I'm going to beat you. Like, I just want Cody to look him yeah. in the eye and just be like, you you can keep saying this. I don't care. I'm going to beat you and not, it's, it's too melodramatic. Cody's going too big for me. Roman's playing it so small so well that he's just like that's just how it is dude i don't care and whether he does or not yeah i i just i can't 
the, the Cody coming out and being like, I have to do this. I must finish the story. This is a necessity. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it down. And I'm, I'm ready for that part. There's still three fucking weeks of shows to go. If Cody's character is about passion, Roman's character is about control. And that's why everything Roman does is so small. He makes you wait before he talks until he's satisfied. It doesn't happen when you want it to happen. It doesn't happen when you, the audience, think it should happen. It happens when he dictates it happens because he's the t- tribal chief. He's the head of the table. He's the leader of the bloodline. But him saying it once and then the second time trying to say it again, but it seems like it's getting to him, to me is the equivalent of the it's not your fault scene from Goodwill Hunting. He says it to him over and over again. And has to break down the defenses of of Will Hunting. He just keeps going, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And the more he hears it, the more it gets to him. But we didn't see it crack him here. But he did. We didn't see him say, fuck you. We didn't see him fight. He did, because he was like, oh, you didn't send him to get in my head. You sent him to tell me the truth. And if this is the truth, it isn't. I've watched this promo several times. Yes, yes, yes. If it is the truth, then this is no longer just a story. It is a necessity. And it's like, to me, he just, he bought it too soon. Like, he bought it too soon. Um, I think he's falling into the trap. I don't, I think, I think it's. I just think it happened way too quick. I I think he bought it too soon. And now I'm like, ugh, Cody. (laughs) But I don't think he's bought it yet. I think I think he's I think he's still trying to he hasn't been broken down yet. He hasn't been broken down with anything left. He's still got the bravado in him. It's got I I I don't think it's hit him yet. I do I realize he's he's not desperate yet. Like we're not getting to that yeah. I'm desperate part. I'm not he's not throwing hands. He's not being I'm gonna hit you, I'm gonna attack you. But to me, he shouldn't have bought the dad story on second delivery, you know? Like yeah, yeah it, but it was me, delivered it was so insane. well. I know, but it's still the same thing. It's the exact same thing that he said last week he wasn't going to fall for, and then he fell for it. Like, that to me is not our conquering hero. You know, like, our hero, which is what he's supposed to be, should be smarter than that. And that was frustrating to yeah. me. But then the other problem with the Cody, as we've established, is the Sammy of it all. Because how can I fully invest in the Cody of this when Roman is still talking about Sammy every week? We're going to fix this Sammy Zane problem once and for all. I want you out there with Solo tonight. And I want you to get rid of him. Do you understand? If you get rid of Sammy Zane, Jay will come home. I think we agree this is very complex and sophisticated storytelling because of the number of I moving hope parts. That it is. Which is... <laughs> I hope that it is and we're not giving everyone too much credit. <laughs> We so far have no proof that it isn't. So we we we're, we're in the absence of that. We're going to we're going to move forward in in trust because of the way it's been handled so far. Yeah. Because it's been handled so well, and that includes the reemergence of Jay and him hugging Sammy, but then kicking him and saying it's all about family. That was great. I think clearly he's still torn, but. But there's no way he's going to ditch Jimmy. Like, that's the person he can't leave. I had a great five minutes of my life saying, when's he going to kick him in the face? When's he going to kick him in the face? Is yeah, he not going to kick him it. in the face? Why isn't he kicking him in the face? There, he kicked him in the face. And I genuinely enjoyed that. That was a highlight of my week. It truly was. But th- think of everything that's going on, right? You have you have Roman and Cody. You have Roman and Sammy. You have Roman and Jay. You have Jay and Jimmy. You have Jimmy and Sammy. You have... Solo and Sammy, Solo and Kevin, the Usos and and 
Roman and Kevin, and then Kevin and Sammy with one another. That backstage segment mm-hmm. was great of so him great. going, like, listen, you can't beat him, I can't beat him, but we can do it together. I know you don't want to listen to me. Listen to me this time, this thing. Yeah. And then Kevin Owens is like, you're right. We can't beat him alone because I've been trying to do it for eight months. And yeah. you made it clear, like, just go back, go do this. I don't want anything to do with you anymore. When he told him to go back to Roman, I was like, oh. Oh, this boy's heart broken. This boy's heart has been broken. The best storytelling has consequences. Every choice that's been made by a character over the course of this arc has had has had cascading consequences. And now the deck is again reshuffled and we have to figure out how all of these consequences work together as as all of these different characters try to move forward. And are still tied into one another in, in all of these complex ways. Like, it's not as simple as you bad, me good, me beat you, you bad. You good, me good, we team up to beat bad. It's it's conflict going back to, to again, to Jay and, and Roman initially when Jimmy was out hurt. All of that is still there, and you you're reminded of it every time you see all these characters, even Solo. And who he is, like, we haven't even gotten sort of the full character version of him. At some point, yeah. he's going to have... He even scratched the surface on Solo. And Jesus, is he good in the ring. There's just something in that family. Yeah. At, like, all the way back to, to his uncle Rodney, everything looks like it's devastating, and I bet it doesn't hurt at all. Because that was always the thing about, about Yoko, was the thing about... About Umaga as well, his other uncle. All these guys did things that looked devastating, but... But you were so well taken care of, and it just results in great matches. And he's been—I love—I just that thumb taped up. The Simone Spike looks like you should have to go to the hospital afterwards. If he's confident enough to come out in bare feet, I trust that he's not hurting people. Because if you were hurting yes. people and you had bare feet, you'd know about it. I truly have come to love him. Uh, when he yeah. was sent away from the ring, I—I I mean, I, it was a very. Um, physically interactive episode uh, of Raw that I watched this week where I was like, no, don't send him away. And these are the bad guys. It was full panto this week. It was full me shouting at the television over and over. And I had a really fun time. We asked you, of course, what you thought about WrestleMania and these main events. Steven says Mania feels like a mixed bag so far. And that a lot of that feeling stems from Sammy not going against Roman for the title. Totally get it. I'm just beyond the point where, like, I realize, like, oh, they're not just getting, they're not just getting rid of Sammy, nor are they pushing him to the side. Like, he's still there. I think it would be weird if the first time he wrestled Roman, he won. I think that would have been weird. I do think that yeah, would have been weird. Yeah, he couldn't win an Elimination Chamber, right? Sammy and... I also think we all had that feeling of, like... Why are they using this match for Elimination Chamber? You know, there's a bit of like, yeah. at yeah, least yeah, a bit yeah, of totally. like, oh, this should be the WrestleMania main event. But it, yeah. it feels different from every time Roman was in the main event when we wanted Daniel Bryan yeah. to be in the main event or anybody else to be in the main event. Where like, Cody feels like a good choice. Had he not been injured, he certainly would have been built up to this point. It wound up while, you know, you don't want him to be injured and have to work back from things. Glad he did. Glad he's healthy. And a lot of great stuff happened with other people during that time that has created uh, an environment where there are multiple people, all of whom you would be happy to see take the take the titles off of Roman. Whether it's Cody, whether it's Sammy, even whether it's Kevin getting another shot and doing it. Like, there's a, there's a universe where that makes sense also. So, but I also understand... 
what Steven's saying, that disappointment makes you go like, no, I, I wanted, I wanted it. And it made yeah, sense. We, we all want it to be Sammy. Like the exactly. idea of being there and feeling it and like it would blow the roof off. Um, I, I have a question. I have a question for you, mm. Hal. Because yes. this is something that has been bothering me, I think, with the Cody of it all, because there's mm. been so many promos and they've been very, they're getting to be a little one note. Does it bother you at all of how little we have seen of him in the ring? Cody? Because we really aren't seeing him work a bunch. No, because when he's been in the ring, he's been really good. And he's, I know, I have a lot of trust in him as a wrestler because I know how talented he is. And his work in his return so far, I don't think I could point to any matches where I was like, well, that wasn't good. That makes me think he might not be ready for a main event run. Like, the guy's ready. The guy. I mean, his WrestleMania match <laughs> last year was a little uh, three star. Yeah, but Cody. that was like, uh, you know. What it was. Then he then he turns in bangers against Seth Rollins. All his televised stuff since he's been back from injury has been good. Normally you would have somebody wrestle a bunch of matches to win them, to build them up. Mm-hmm. I don't think he needs that because they they built the character up so much. So well, it doesn't they bother too. me. I think that's one of the things that's an issue, right? Because normally he would be fighting the Usos. He would fight an Uso week, like until Mania. He would be like doing those matches. But Sammy is doing those matches. And I do wonder if that's part of the issue for a lot of people who cannot come to put themselves behind Cody because he's not Sammy's doing yeah. the Wrestlemania build up and Cody's just coming out in a suit every week and saying I'm a good guy and it's like okay normally I would agree with you if we were in a situation like we've seen every time where there's a group of people like what MJF does every time he fights people is you have to answer my riddles three wrestle A wrestle B <laughs> wrestle C then wrestle D, and if you beat them, then I'll wrestle you. That's what we're used to. So you yeah. got to beat Jimmy, you got to beat Jay, or you have to have a tag partner to beat both of them so he, he gets yeah. some unlikely guy. Absolutely. He, he has to wrestle solo. He has to wrestle. He puts him in like a, a lumberjack match where all the lumberjacks are people he owes money to. Like, that's we've seen <laughs> that a million times. And and in, in a storyline like that, the Usos and Solo become props. But they're not props here. They're characters. And their relationship with Roman is precarious. Jimmy's getting threatened now. He's been dealing with, just because my brother, you know, I'm my brother's keeper. So now everything he does gets blamed on me. But I don't want to force my brother to do it. I love my brother. I don't like being afraid of Roman. Like, that's happening. And Jay has been MIA. Solo's doing whatever he's told. But at a certain point, that's not going to work anymore. So but to, to elevate them now from props. Jay is, back, oh, is, is Jay back in the bloodline or is Jay just back with Jimmy now? What, what I don't was know. your version I, of that? I can't wait to find out. I love not knowing. That's the beauty of it. I, like any other year, you could you could put on a blindfold and just by listening know like, oh, they're going to do A, B, and C. Because yeah. they've done it a million times. It's 100% what we expect. It's worked over and over again. But it would just feel so rote. And what they've been doing on this run of Romans has been pretty much anything but rote. So I have no problem with that. The depth of flavor to this pie is like not <laughs> to be underestimated. So it is a I complex pie. Yeah, I don't it's want it to be pie. just a plain thing and then the same scoop of vanilla ice cream on it. I like that everybody has their own thing to do. That is what makes it better for me. I mean, I, it's so hard. Yeah, I just, want, I just want Sammy to win. I want to be there. With I Sammy know. Hey, look, Mark wins. is with you. They got three weeks to change my mind. You know, yeah. 
Mark, Mark says he's ready to get the happy ending of Sammy and Kevin reuniting, even if he is a little tired of the journey to get there. Sorry, Mark, I'm not tired. I could do this all day. If you want to share some thoughts on the two scoops of ice cream Christmas, visit us on any of our social network accounts via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got some stuff from wrestling we want to share with you. But first, one more chat about the Max Fun Drive. I hope they've got the bread bowl. Have you seen the bread bowl at this place? Mm -hmm. Good evening. Welcome to Maximum Fun. Have you been here before? It's her first time. Very good. Might I recommend our special? Oh, please. Can I interest you in the Max Fun Drive? I'm told they're cooking up something quite extraordinary this year. I've heard about this. With limited time thank you gifts for new and upgrading members? That's right. (laughs) We'll take it. How would you like your episodes? Uh, Can I get them excellent with new Boko on the side? Oh, are there live stream events? Absolutely. You know, if you're interested in events, Meetup Day is returning. What? Oh, you're going to love Meetup Day. It's the best. Okay, let me make sure I have everything. Max Fun Drive 2023 with limited time thank you gifts, live stream events, Meetup Day, excellent episodes, and of course, new bonus content. Sounds perfect. Great. We'll get it started and it'll be ready in two weeks, March 20th. Oh, can we also get a couple of waters? Of course. Welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelk and Julian Burrell. I knew you were going to jump in on this. Get in here, buddy. It's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Lindsay? We talked about it already, um, mm. but I'm still putting over. I'm I'm putting over Dom. I've got to put over Dominic Mysterio. Dom, Dom. That match against Santos Escobar was his best in ring work for my money. Mm-hmm. He looked great. Yep. He's really pulling it together. He's doing the work. He's clearly in the gym. He's clearly in mania mode. Accurate. Um, and not just that match i really think what pushed me over the edge this week was a reel that he posted uh, on instagram at wwe also shared um which was Rhea and dom doing a sound from family guy uh which if you're a family guy viewer is an episode where stewie decides he loves lois and is bothering lois i won't make you play the sound julian because it's tedious but it <laughs> mom, is basically mom, mommy, dom, so dom saying mom mommy mom mommy 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 mom 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 uh until Rhea cuts him and says, what? And then she goes, hi. And then giggles and runs away. And it is so beautiful. It is so wonderful. <laughs> it makes me so happy. I love them so much. Uh, I love everything about it. I don't ever want it to end. I just want them to win forever. Every time they walk out, I love it. I love these two. I love everything about it and the mm. way that it has enhanced him. Imagine being Rey Mysterio's kid. Growing up with some of the greatest wrestlers in the whole history of the world and what you needed was Rhea fucking Ripley. Mm-hmm. This really should be me putting Rhea over for the 18,000th time because that's <laughs> yeah. the truth of this. Preach. You had everything and what you needed was Rhea fucking Ripley. Uh, so just plaudits to Dom where plaudits are deserved. He's done his hard time and he's come out on the other side a better man. Can't argue that. Julian? I am going to put over another podcast. Not a wrestling podcast, mind you. Fire. Uh, this is this is a podcast called uh, Pod Meets World. 
Uh, it's hosted by Danielle Fischel, the writer strong, and Will Friedle, better known as Topanga, Sean Hunter, and Eric Matthews, respectively, from Boy Meets World. Recently, they had on one Mr. Ethan Suplee, who people will know from the show as Frankie the Enforcer Stakino, who was kind of the bully of the show. And also, if anybody uh, who watched that show knows, he was also in-universe Vader's son. He talked about how they actually filmed an episode of Boy Meets World uh, at WrestleMania that I'm pretty sure anybody listening to this podcast knows about. And he talks about what a chaotic situation it was to be filming an episode of a sitcom while you're in the middle of a bunch of rabid wrestling fans. Apparently, people were trying to fight Ethan the entire time and were saying terrible things like, Corey, go back home, and just saying things about their mothers and stuff. This was very, very intense situation where you're trying to also act. Is that the one in Philly? Because the show took place in Philly. Is it 99? That I actually don't know off the top of my head. I will text Ryder and I'll find out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it would make sense if it was, right? But um, because they were the whole episode is them running back and forth from the arena to, I think, like Topanga's party. So it would have to make, I guess it would have had to have been in Philadelphia, at least in the storyline. So yeah, it's a really good episode and a really funny insight into hearing what it was like. I guess like Vader, the first time he meets them, he told them the story about how his eye popped out of his head and how he had to jam it back in. And I guess Frankie was like very much like, not impressed until he realized, oh, wait, he wasn't bullshitting me. That actually happened. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a really good show. Uh, I recommend it. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to get to more wrestling episodes soon because Vader stuck around on that show several times. So he must have been a fan of how he was treated <laughs> as a, and the second layer of kayfabe on Boy Meets World. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Check out Pod Meets World. If you grew up watching that show, which I did. I watched it. I remember. Well, I didn't grow up. I was already like a teenager, I think, when it came out. But. It took place in Philly, so I loved it. I was wondering. I, I'm like, I don't ever think we see Philadelphia proper once in that show, but no. um, it's it, they just they sure do mention it a bunch. That's, that's good enough for me. <laughs> C is for Cookie Man. Uh, I want to put over in that Roman. There's so much to like about that Roman Cody segment from SmackDown, but I want to put over the very end of Roman uh, Roman's section of talking to Cody. Uh, where he says this. I know he's not here anymore. But just know this. If there's anything that he didn't teach you, I will. Kiss! And then he, Kiss! Then he Kiss! reaches out his hand for a handshake. Oh my God! What a guy! Uh, so generous of him. So generous of Roman. So that, generous. That was when I astral projected. When I saw that, I actually <laughs> left my own body and traveled to the quantum realm and back, and it was How just amazing. Oh my God! So good. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk along with me, Hal Lublin. You can follow me at Hal Lublin. But most importantly, I want you to go to maximumfun.org/slash/join during the drive, which starts very, very soon. So start getting ready. There's all sorts of gifts. There's wonderful things, but it's the time to support all the shows you love, of which I hope this is one, along with my other podcast. We got this with Mark and Hal. Lindsay? Yeah, if you're still listening at this point and you don't love us, <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> come on, you? friends. We love you. Um, I am on social media at Lindsay Kelk. And also I um, was on, I was a guest on a podcast this week um, of a friend of the pod, Matthew mm. Gatos, uh, and his podcast Commitment, which I still love saying, which is a podcast where two friends have committed to watch every episode of The Muppet Show and Muppet adjacent materials. 
Uh, and I appeared on commitment to discuss Big Bird in China, uh, a childhood favorite of mine. And also the novelization of the Muppet movie, the Jason Segel Muppet movie, which I may or may not have written under a pseudonym. So we talked about that too. Kermit Kelk. Three hours. We had, yeah, Kermit Kelk. It's, it's, a, it's a banger. We talked <laughs> about three hours. Opinion? It was a whole Sunday. Uh, and how they edited it down to two hours, I don't know. But if you've got two hours of your life that you don't want anymore, uh, go check out Commitment. If only for the big bird in China, because it's a fever dream. It was a fever dream that I could not even believe I had really seen. To support their podcast, they're great guys, and uh, we love some Muppets over here. Have you have you seen the Carol Spinney documentary? I have, I have. I, oh my god! Okay, good. Because just for all the all the Big Bird in China stuff in there, so good. Yeah, did not have a great time. <laughs> like I did, but like it seems like it was uh, a troublesome shoot. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? The Muppet stuff is never <laughs> is never easy. There's always a darker side to the Muppets, which I assume will be their next podcast. (laughs) The dark side of the Muppets. I'm coming to Vice in 2024, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. We went inside Bert and Ernie's home. You won't believe what we found. The medical marijuana shop they were running out of Mr. Hooper's general store. (laughs) I mean, Fraggle Rock is just rife with labor disputes, I'm sure. It's, it's, It's terrible over there. Yeah, what, but, do you, what do you think those doozer <laughs> buildings yeah, are made out of? Oh, doozers. Well, yeah. I mean, doozer sticks, delicious doozer sticks. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's super rude of the freckles just run around eating them. Yeah. So rude. So rude. Get tripping balls. <sighs> Our producer says, you the twos, because he's the pun. Julian Burrell, senior producer at Maximum Fun, is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members who keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels in the show notes. That's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. And don't forget about that ice cream Christmas t-shirt. you got to have it. It's already out in the wild. People are loving it. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.